the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So my assessment of this uh, school shooting in Nashville is that the um, fascination with it in the media will vanish very quickly, just like the reporting on the Colorado gay nightclub shooting ended very quickly because that was done by somebody who was transgender, and this was done by somebody who was transgender. And uh, just to show you like how stupid uh, this transgender lunacy is. The Associated Press yesterday started its reporting of the shooting in Nashville by quoting the police that the shooter was a woman. And then went into all kinds of panic when the police chief said that the shooter uh, identified as transgender. But thankfully, the police chief kept referring to the shooter as her, because it is a her, it is a woman. And so the AP came back later with no mention of male or female regarding the shooter, because they did not know what to do. They did not know how to handle this. And today, USA Today has come out with a story about how the police misgendered the school shooter. Because, of course, we have to be much more sensitive to the gender identity of the school shooter than we do to the uh, three sets of parents who lost little kids yesterday. I think that this incident yesterday did not... This is my own personal opinion. I can't prove it. I'll never be able to prove it. This will be memory hold as quickly as possible because it is a Christian school in a red state. That is my personal belief. It is a Christian school in a red state. Corinne Jean-Pierre yesterday at the White House didn't care enough to grasp the distinction that three adults, a janitor, the head of school, and a substitute teacher. I don't know if she'd been there a, bu- a long time, one day, no idea, but a substitute teacher, like a random situation there, and three students. Corinne Jean-Pierre said, six murdered kids. Why was Corinne Jean-Pierre exaggerating six murdered kids? Because they were nothing more than a political talking point to her, so she could demonize Republicans. So she could demonize Republicans. How many more children have have to be murdered before Republicans in Congress will step up and act to pass the assault weapons ban? Now, that is an interesting takeaway from a school shooting by someone who has worked in an administration that is more than two years in office and is now dealing with a Republican-majority House, thus dooming their stupid assault weapons ban to her wishing for it and having no chance of getting done. But I don't recall 
during 2021 or 2022 when the Democrats had control of the House and the Senate and the White House and could have gotten an assault weapons ban passed, that it was a real big deal or even a small matter to the people at the White House because, of course, they didn't have Democratic support for it. They didn't have enough Democrats who would go along with it. It's only a problem now that they can pin it on Republicans. And if you want to know why I say that this school shooting in Nashville will be wiped off the list of things that we talk about and care about. Listen to Joe Biden yesterday. Now, before the networks cut away to a president speaking about something, they are notified by the White House, hey, this major news event happened. The president is going to address it at such and such a time. They communicate this to the networks. The president speaks, well, not all the time because he's 45% of the time on vacation and 20% of the time watching Matlock or Mannix. But the White House sent out a notification yesterday to the networks shortly after 2 p.m. The president is going to speak and he is going to address the Nashville school shooting. So when Joe Biden came down to what was a an already scheduled event where he was going to speak to like some group gathered at the White House. The assumption was that he was going to begin with appropriate somber tone and do what presidents are supposed to do. Try to calm the nation, reassure the nation. This is what Joe Biden did yesterday. Chairman of the White House. My name is Joe Biden. I'm Dr. Joe Biden's husband. And I ate Jenny's ice cream, chocolate chip. I came down because I heard there was chocolate chip ice cream. By the way, I have a whole refrigerator full upstairs. I think I'm kidding. I'm not. God. Ben, how are you, pal? One of the best guys in the United States Congress, Ben Cardin. <laughs> Folks, uh, it's a delight to have you all here. And who are those good-looking kids back there? <laughs> They're your kids, all four of them? Yes. Well, stand up, guys. John, we'll jump back in here, um, yeah. uh, considering the moment. Um, we were, we were told that the shooting yeah. that just happened uh, left three children dead, uh, three adults dead, shooters dead, and we were told he would be addressing this f- off the top. Yeah, it's uh, rather surprising. I thought that a somber President Biden would have come to the podium here and addressed the school shooting. A somber President Biden would have addressed the shooting if it had been. Um, at an inner city school and the victims were black or some other minority that he could advantage for his own political leverage. Uh, if it had happened to uh, anybody in the LGBTQ movement, he would have most assuredly addressed it and struck a different tone. These are Christian kids in a red state. 
They are entirely disposable to him and to everyone in his White House. That is my firm belief. That is my 100% firm belief. Our number is 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989, if you'd like to weigh in. Allison in Westerville uh, is next on the Bruce Hooley Show. Hi, Allison. Hi, Bruce. It's just plain Alice. Oh, hi. Um, I'm sorry, Alice. <laughs> that's okay. Um, I, am, I am so tired of our kids feeling hopeless and thinking that this is an answer. Because we have instilled hopelessness in them. Because they aren't in church. Their families aren't, um, their families aren't intact. Um, And, you know, and then, of course, they don't want to address the, the girl who identifies as a boy. And because it doesn't, you know, politically fit in, it's the gun's fault, no? Yeah, it's got to be the gun's fault because they can't play the mental health card here because if they play the mental health card here, then they have to admit that a transgender person is mentally ill, which the American Psychiatric uh, Association used to classify transgenderism as a mental health disease. Yeah, which it is, which it still is, whether they characterize it as such or not. They will not play the mental health card here because they are afraid of having it anywhere in the vicinity of transgenderism. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it is utterly, it's just, this is, I'm just, when Sarah Huckabee Sanders said, you have your choice between normal and crazy, I went, amen. Because this is crazy. And, you know, and not to mention that if that girl is loaded up on testosterone, uh, she's having rage that she doesn't know. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Thank you for bringing that out. I'm sorry we're up against a hard break, but you're totally right. I've read from the D trans yeah. or the people who are converting the girls who go on yeah. testosterone. They have unbelievable anger issues and aggression issues. Alice, thank you for your call. Um, you're also welcome to call eight four four talk nine eight nine. So this incident. In uh, Nashville, this murderous, hateful spree by this woman who's uh, under the mental delusion that she's male uh, comes in advance of the transgender movement uh, publicizing a transgender day of violence, uh, March 31st and April 1st. Uh, There's a picture taken this morning of a woman in Oklahoma standing there holding a sign that said trans rights and then um, five or six pictures of uh, assault weapons below them the words or else trans rights or else there's a lot of attention has been paid this week to uh, Donald Trump on truth social a picture of him with a baseball bat next to a picture of Alvin Bragg that's wholly unacceptable completely unacceptable and Trump gave a horrific answer on Hannity about it. Oh, it's my people. Put it on there. Ridiculous. That'll get a lot of run because it's Donald Trump. Will this picture from this trans person in Oklahoma, will trans day of vengeance get any run? No, of course not. Uh, What will uh, get run 
is the idea that we don't support trans people enough. Uh, We have to abide them in their delusion. We have to tell them that they're not mentally ill, that, uh, yes, you can be a different sex than you were born. Because if we don't, uh, the old line is, what do you want, a a, a dead son or a, a live daughter? As I said before, this incident in um, Nashville will not be assigned under the umbrella of mental health, which often comes up. Mental health is often the reason. We've got to do something about our mental health, right? Our mental health in our nation is terrible. Uh, we've got to improve our mental health. We've got to spend more money on our mental health. We've got to, we've got to fix our mental health. Um, well, it's hard to do when to fix a problem, you have to start from some point of agreement. Right? You have to, what do we have in common? What do we share? What do we believe that you believe and I believe? And we'll work from there and we'll fix things. If you don't agree that thinking you are a different sex than you are is a mental delusion, a disconnect between your biological reality and your cognitive awareness, if you don't agree with that, then we cannot agree on how to fix it. When you don't think it's a problem, and I think it is at the top of the ways you can demonstrate that you are mentally ill. And it is very hard for me to listen to a viewpoint coming from a side of the political aisle that wants to preach at me about mental health when its policies have led to the destruction of multiple American major cities. When fentanyl streams across our border unabated. When we devalue life to the point where we want no restrictions at all on the dismemberment of babies, whether they're still in the womb or whether they're on a tray after they've been born and survive an abortion. It's also hard for me to listen to a side that tells me that when Dylan Roof goes into a black church in South Carolina and murders people, it is entirely the fault of the right. And when somebody on the opposite end of the political spectrum from Dylan Roof goes into a covenant school in Nashville, Tennessee, and murders people, that is also the fault of the people on the right. Every school shooting, no matter who does it, every mass shooting, no matter who does it, it is always the fault of the people on the right. It is never, ever attributed to any leftist ideology out there. And it never will be because the media shares 100% leftist ideology. I guess I shouldn't be surprised that yesterday a lot of media organizations were tying themselves in knots trying to figure out how to refer to the school shooter when they can't even identify what a woman is and when they're overjoyed at having a Supreme Court justice who struggles with the same simple question. It's also hard for me to believe that you genuinely care about people's mental health When you try to dismiss parents' authentic concerns with what their elementary school children are being exposed to in school libraries by terming the attempt to classify books according to their age appropriateness as a ban of books. See, if 
you could oppose me and I could agree that your position is not an outright lie to begin with, then we might be able to work from some point of agreement. But I can't really think of too many things that the left believes that I disagree with because I have a different opinion on the policy. Almost universally, every position that the left has adopted, I disagree with long before I ever get to the policy minutiae of it. I just disagree with it because it is utterly, unequivocally, and inarguably a lie. It is absolutely 100% a lie. Now, I'm not contending that the right has everything figured out and that we do everything perfectly. I think we are largely, as a country, suffering from a deplorable lack of leadership. This is not a new phenomenon. It is a phenomenon that has unfolded over, I'd say, the last 10 years. There are a lot of things that go into it. We have become more isolated and tribal, less willing to talk to each other. And it's very hard to come back from that point to a point where you can have what the left always says we need, a conversation. Conversations don't stay as conversations very long. They degenerate into shouting pretty quickly. Because what common ground can we possibly find with people who would tell us that as a parent, you don't have a right to even know the most basic things about your child. Whether they have the delusion that they are not the sex they were born. Whether they, what they're being taught in school. You're not entitled to know that, according to the left. When every Democrat in the House of Representatives votes against a parent's bill of rights, and one of the main shrill, shrieking voices on the left, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, characterizes it like this. It includes two provisions that require schools to out trans, non-binary, and LGBT youth, even if it would put said youth in harm's way, to force the outing of LGBT people before they are ready. At the same time, then, they will talk about how we need red flag laws and we need to be able to see these issues coming. How are you going to see them coming if the parents, the people who spend the most time with them, are not even allowed to know the kids are struggling with it? Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.